welcome as we are going through the book of Acts. Today, we are in chapter 4. Before we begin reading chapter 4, I would like to give a quick review of chapter 3. Since chapter 4 is continuing with the event that happened in chapter 3. In chapter 3, we read when Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer. As they were about to walk into the temple, seeing a man lame from birth who was asking for alms, Peter, fixing his eyes on him, said to the lame man, In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. The man not only walked, but he leaped, praising God. The miracle brought a crowd, and instead of Peter and John seeking others who needed healing, Peter was able to preach to the crowd due to the miracle. Peter preached a bold message, calling the people to repentance. Now, as we turn to chapter 4, we will see the response of the preaching of Peter and John. So let us read Acts chapter 4, starting in verse 1. In verse 1 it says, now, as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed that they had taught the people and priests in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them into custody until the next day, for it was already evening. So what do we see so far? The religious leaders were greatly disturbed. Why? Because they preached that Jesus had resurrected from the dead. The re religious leaders hoped that after Jesus had been killed, crucified, they would be able to go back and continue ruling the people in the name of God, hoping that the Jewish people would still recognize the leaders as the experts and that the people would continue to submit to their leadership. They thought they silenced Jesus by having him killed, and now they are disturbed because now they have Christ's followers proclaiming Jesus and that he has risen from the dead. So what was the response from the preaching of Peter? Well, let's look at verse 4. It says, However, many of those who asked Jesus into their hearts or re received Jesus, into their hearts, believes? No, it doesn't say that. It says, those who heard. It says, let me repeat that again. However, many of those who heard the word believed. It was the hearing of faith, the hearing of the word. Many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of men came to be about 5,000. We know from Romans ten seventeen, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The response from the preaching was many were repenting and turning to Christ. Many believed God's word that was being proclaimed. Let's go to verse 5. And it came to pass on the next day that the rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power 
or by what name have you done this? See, these highly respected religious leaders wanted to know who gave Peter and John the authority to be in the temple preaching Jesus and the resurrection. Who are they to be teaching the people? They did not care about the person getting healed or about the people finding hope in God. They were more concerned of losing their authority. I find it interesting because when I had first started Real Answers Ministry, I was asked by a pastor, who gives you the authority to start this ministry? I told him that I really did not want to start this ministry, but to come alongside the church and go preach the gospel where people gathered. Starting a nonprofit ministry gave me opportunities to get into events like farmers markets and county fairs. I just wanted to be obedient to the Great Commission and reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, let's move on to verse 8. It says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is a stone which was rejected by you builders, which has been become the chief cornerstone, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Again, we see Peter filled with the Holy Spirit. What changed in Peter's life? Well, prior to being filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter had loved Jesus Christ and wanted to follow him. But when the pressure was on and persecution came, Peter and the other disciples fled. And Peter denied Jesus three times in front of people who, were, who had no authority. Now he is faced with people in authority and being filled with the Holy Spirit. He has the boldness to speak the truth without compromising the truth. Now, Peter not only wants to speak to the leaders of Israel, but to all of Israel in verse 10. Peter responding to their question of what authority is Peter preaching and healing. Peter says that by the name of Jesus of Nazareth has given Peter the authority to speak in him. Peter goes on to say, whom you crucified. Wow, what boldness. Doesn't Peter know who he's speaking to? How dare you, Peter, to speak to these religious leaders in this manner? Is that the loving thing to say, Peter? Well, according to the modern church, one would be challenged and rebuked to speak truth in the name of love. Yes, it is always loving to speak truth. Should we have wisdom in speaking truth? Yes, not condescending, but in love, not making ourselves above others in self-righteousness, but recognizing that we are also sinners. And then Peter goes on to say, whom God has raised from the dead, letting the leaders know that the God that they say they believe in has raised this Jesus from the dead. And he continues to say that the same Jesus also is responsible for the healing of the lame man. It says, by this man stands here before you whole. That we saw that in verse 11. Peter then quotes Psalm 118, 
verse 22, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. The only difference with Peter, he added the word you, proclaiming the verse was speaking specifically to them. In Acts 4.11, he is quoted this way, this is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Instead of building the kingdom of God, the religious leaders hindered by rejecting Jesus Christ, who is the foundation of the household of God. And we see that in Ephesians 2, 19-22, says, Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. The apostle represents the New Testament, the, the prophets, the Old Testament. And it says, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. He, Jesus Christ is the living word, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple of the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God, in the spirit. And then in Acts 4, verse 12, it says, Nor there is any salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men which we must be saved. There is no other authority other than Jesus Christ. The religious leaders were making themselves as mediators, intercessors between God and man. First Timothy 2, 5 and 6 says, and then 2, 5, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. Verse 13 says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. The religious leaders marveled at the boldness of Peter and John. It was not normal for anyone to make a stand against these religious um, rulers, especially those who were not recognized as trained or educated men. To be recognized as trained and educated, of course, you must be taught under their teachings and had to go to their schools. Is that not the same today? Unless someone has a degree or went to a recognized Bible college, one is not qualified to lead. But one very important thing that the leaders did notice that they were that they had been with Jesus. Can that be said of us? Are we recognized by what school we went to? Or because we spent, um, or because we spent time with Jesus, are we reading books about Jesus, or do we spend time in God's Word? Do we know about Jesus, or do we know Jesus Christ through His Word? How much time do we spend with Jesus? Let's go on to verse fourteen. And seeing the man who had been healed standing with him, they couldn't say nothing against it. The religious leaders could not deny the miracle. The healed man stood as a testimony, testifying to the preaching of Peter and John as proof that it is of God. Let's go to verse 15 of Acts 4. But when they had commanded him to go outside 
out of the council. They conferred among themselves, saying, What should we do these men? For indeed, that a noble miracle had been done through them, and it's evident to all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so let it spread no further among the people. Let us severely threaten them that from now on they may speak to no man in this name. So what do people do when they are in the wrong and do not want to repent? They bully or use, and use threats to bring fear to Simon's truth. That's exactly what they were doing. So move on to verse 18. It says, So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, you judge, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And remember, as we read in Acts chapter 1, the purpose of being filled with the Holy Spirit is so that we, that a believer becomes a witness. It was in Acts 1-7. What are we seeing? Peter and John were testifying of what they seen and what they heard, being filled with the Holy Spirit, saying, we cannot but speak. So how do we know if we are filled with the Holy Spirit? We cannot but speak of what God has revealed to us. Should we be more concerned of what people think, what we what we speak, or what God wants us to speak? Well, Peter and John were more concerned of what God wanted them to speak rather than what men say, no matter their position or authority. Let's move on. 20, uh, verse 21 says, So when they had further threatened them, they let him go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people, since they all glorified God for what had been done. For the man was over 40 years old, on whom this miracle of healing had been performed. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. So we see Peter and John went back to their fellow believers to share God's glory on how God intervened and intervened in their situation, and also to warn of the threats of the religious leaders. So what they did, they gathered for prayer. In verse 24, it says, So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. So how did the apostles pray? Well, first of all, they recognized God for who he is, creator of heaven and earth. Secondly, they prayed, quoting scripture, seeing the scriptures come to pass in their presence. They quoted from Psalms 2, 1 and 2, it says, who, verse 25 of Acts um, 4 says, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly, against your holy servant, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, 
or gather together to do whatever your hand or your purpose determined before to be done. They believe in God's word. They understood that nothing that happened or what was happening was by surprise or mistake, but it was God's sovereign purpose. The apostles recognized that it was God's determined purpose and they were chosen vessels to fulfill his will. They also understood the danger and the risk for preaching his word. They saw what the religious rulers did to Jesus Christ and how nothing will stop them from losing their position as rulers of Israel. If they could kill Jesus Christ, they have no problem killing his followers. All the apostles could do is pray and trust their Lord. Instead of praying for a hedge of protection, as we hear today, or asking God to preserve our lives, they prayed for boldness to speak, no matter the outcome. In verse 29, it says, Now, Lord, look at their threats and grant your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Is that our prayer today? Do we ask God for boldness to preach his word? I do, I do believe that many pray for healings, but the reason why they pray for healings, signs, and wonders was so that the healing signs and wonders would validate that the message is not of them but of God. Did God answer their prayer? Let's look at verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Lord, may you grant us boldness that we may speak your word, that we may proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. We will continue the rest of chapter 4 next time, which will lead into chapter 5. Until next time, God bless you.